Welcome back after a long break. It's episode 18 of the One Fine Dynasty League podcast. It's Avery France and Eric Thompson right now. We're here to uh, sort of bring us back into the fold after a little uh, hiatus. I had to go on a a, a training trip and we almost had a nice uh, preview by Eric, but unfortunately, uh, iPad uh, capacity versus my home studio, it just couldn't cut it. So, uh, (laughs) actually, uh, I'm going to cut you off two preview shows that that did that got just stuck in the can somewhere out there in the desert in arizona you know underneath the mountain well we appreciate the effort and uh you know (laughs) all the little effort you know it helps polish that 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 you know uh diamond in the rough become a fine gemstone if you will um we're gonna go into all the results of week 10 but what that means is after week 10 we're going into the round robin of the divisional games again, which means right around the corner, playoffs are coming. And I just sent out an email to the entire league, which I thought was fascinating because we have sort of the top five seeds, more or less, it looks like we know who they are. But goodness mm-hmm. gracious, we have six teams tied for the sixth seed. <laughs> and as I was corrected by Mike Such, our missing uh, partner in action, uh, even John at two seven and one has a chance if he wins out and the other teams lose properly, he could even make it in. So I, I think it's fascinating. Uh, you know, at, at this point, it's all wide open and everybody has a chance. And I mean, honestly, that's what we look for. Um, it's been the really- playoffs are coming. The playoffs are coming. Yes, Playoff- playoffs. You know, playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? So uh, you know, the, every week. I mean, we've done 10 weeks now, and it seemed that there hasn't been something so consistent that week after week, you know it's going to happen. And even this week, we had big ups and big downs that you didn't expect to happen. I mean, your team had its worst week of uh, the season, which I would never have guessed. And then you had Miller High Life throwing up their first three-digit game of the year, and nobody saw that coming. But we'll get to that in in good time. So the the first game up that we have here... Uh, was the West Danes Massive going up against I Got the Nuts. Um, West Danes Massive put up 40. Uh, that's not going to do it anywhere. And I Got the Nuts had 85, another solid game by them. They even had James Conner. He had a down game at 9. But when you have Gordon, Beckham, and Adams throwing up you know, in the teens, it's tough to match. Uh, over on the other side, you had the Jets with a negative four, and I always think about what you said in week one. When you got that team, that defensive team that throws up a negative four mm-hmm. to, to right out the gate, what are you supposed to do? And then uh, there was a tight end quandary there where you start Jack Doyle, who threw up two, and Eric Ebron had two receiving touchdowns and even a rushing t- touchdown. That didn't make yeah. a difference, but uh, it was a tough day all around for West Danes. Uh, what did you see out of the game? Uh, really, I mean, it's it's so funny. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking recently about how the uh, late season swoon of the Patriots offense, that's inevitable if you go back the past couple of years. Later in the year, the, uh, the offense tends to slowly decline and mm-hmm. dip. 
uh, and and so overall, uh, I think it was interesting going into the week uh, that Dorsey was in such a tough spot with Gronkowski, uh, knowing that they had the bye week after uh, in the preview show that uh, that didn't see the uh, light of day. I mentioned how it would be more advantageous for the Patriots just to sit Gronkowski going into the bye week, knowing that uh, even if they lose to the Titans, which they probably shouldn't, but inevitably they did, uh, that it wouldn't hurt their playoff chances and it would be the smarter play overall because if anything we know belichick does the smarter play overall uh <laughs> you know that exactly. sort of thing um nuts didn't put up the points that we're accustomed to seeing by the same token um his defense didn't do very well and and uh he had some guys that were on by uh that were really uh, big contributors in um, um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans defense, at least of late, the Texans defense. No, I hear you. And it's kind of funny. I mean, both teams looked, you know, around 20 points under what they were projected. I mean, I'm looking right now on the scoreboard and I didn't even realize mm-hmm. that it went off with, I got the nuts, you know, being predicted at triple digits. So, it's, yeah. you know, you have a good roster when you're predicted to score triple digits and, uh, you know, you, you, score 20 under and you still crush the competition but that Gronkowski thing I mean it's got to be tough I, I I've been thinking about that because Brady is not having the same season as he's had in the past uh I see right. them, I see them frustrated over there they're not clicking on all cylinders uh, you know it makes a big difference what I heard on the podcast I listened to is on third downs it's huge with not having Gronkowski but dealing with the the running back situation you know uh, you had Burkhead going out early and, and a lot of people don't mm-hmm. talk about it but he is a sort of interesting player and he fits into in my opinion that New England mold where it's that other part that you sort of have to figure for because you think he's a, a he's a small guy he's, I think it's like five eight five nine. And yeah. you think he's a scat back, but actually they use him between the tackles a lot of times when they get down close to the goal line. So I think they've suffered from not having him. Uh, obviously, the Michelle early in the season and now, and then recently, he hasn't been able to play. He only threw up one point this week when he came back. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's that eggs in one basket. You, you've brought that up many times, and I, I give you accolades for that. You know, he, he really put a lot of eggs in the New England basket, and they haven't been consistent. And, you know, that's kind of – that's got to be frustrating. I guess the, it's certainly going to be frustrating. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to cut you off real fast there and just say that, you know, I, I another thing I always say is you never play for injuries. You know, and so for coming right, into the right, season, right. you were looking at the situation. You were looking at now. Granted, when he drafted Michelle, there was no, there was a little bit of talk about his knee and so on and so forth, but it didn't look anything serious. And they were just being precautious with him. Uh, they were taking precautions with him, uh, but he, there were no real indications of any injuries uh, or or lack of performance going into this year uh, for the Patriots' offense. Um, you know, people questioned whether or not Brady was going to fall off, that sort of thing, um, but he came out and silenced it right away uh brady did so um you're right uh, you're completely right it's a it's a frustrating situation and a one where as a fantasy owner you just kind of throw your hands up in the air and go well i made the best decision with the information i had at the time and things just didn't go that way all right and i guess to put a bow on it, we didn't think west Danes was going to be the dominant team in this you know in their division this year uh we, right. if things broke right they could have a you know a wild card type season uh, but they didn't break right. And but what I really liked, and uh, you and I were talking offline before this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at look at Brita, and uh, 
that was a that was a good game out of him there. You yeah, know, he, he had excellent 132 yards overall uh, combined, yeah. three receptions, couple touchdowns, and that sort of puts into question mark what goes forward uh, when McKinnon comes back because Brita, mm-hmm. outside of you know him battling with injuries, he looks like he's a solid player. So I think Westane's you know the arrows pointing up next year and the year after. This year mm-hmm. is, not, is not their year, so you know it's it's not all gloom and doom. Despite them being at four and six, yeah, no, I agree. So next game up, we had green light for breezes against your team, uh, TBS. <laughs> Final score sixty nine fifty eight. Surprised the heck out of me. That brings uh, green light for breezes to four and six, and brings you down to four and six. Um, I don't know. There's not too much. I, I didn't even write a lot of notes there. We had, you know, a normal breeze day with, uh, you know, in the 20s. Mm-hmm. But what really stuck out to me, uh, no, let me say that again. What really, you know, stuck out to me was Derrick Henry. I kept seeing, you know, him running and running <laughs> and then getting that touchdown on a Wildcat. I said, are you kidding me? This slug. Yeah. I mean, he seemed like a poor man's version of Lendale White. That's how it I was just going to say Lendale White. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what Derrick Henry's remind me of, and that was like icing on the cake against your team with him throwing up 14. Um, you know, looking over, I, I got to tell you, and I was even talking to Chew about it, that quarterback spot that I keep ne- needling you with, yeah, it, yeah. Didn't, it did not help you today. It did not help no. at all. I mean, Gurley, he, he was Gurley. Galladay, I mean, he is going to be a wide receiver one going forward, but... I have to. I have to say at this point, I'm going to plant my flag. I think if you had a little bit better or a solid quarterback option this year, you'd be in a little bit better position. But that's just one man's opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Look, uh, in the draft, uh, Rivers got taken right in front of me. I, uh, I wanted Rivers. Rivers I got taken that. right in front of me. Yeah. Um, I took Stafford. Stafford averages 4,500 yards and 36 touchdowns for the last four years. What kind of quarterback would, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of more quarterbacks that you would want outside of that. He's a top 12 quarterback. We're in a 12 team league. Mm -hmm. He's a starting quarterback. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, he's been horrible the past four weeks. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, we talked about it with West Ains where best laid plans you throw your hands in the air you go wait that's fantasy football man (laughs) sometimes it just goes sideways and it did uh the only other thing i would say that that really tripped me up outside of switching the colts and the bills defense last second was the kareem hunt only getting five points against a horrible arizona defense spencer wearing yeah uh and and there was a lot of talk about uh, between the uh, about from the analysts uh, uh, talking about being concerned with Spencer Ware being more and more involved the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. and Hunt, you know, and I was like, well, I mean, I I don't have Spencer Ware and I can't get him, so <laughs> got to roll with Hunt. So, uh, but you know, kudos to to Paul, kudos to Paul. Uh, I I just wish he had played Allen Robinson to really just nail the dagger home, uh, you know, and, that and way really make like it a ninety close. point. <laughs> right. You know, instead of a, ooh, if Gurley gets this touchdown here, instead of the, you know, when they went for the two point conversion, right. he didn't even get the two point conversion. That touchdown that ended up going to Higby, of all people, you know, <laughs> uh, 
it, it was just like, oh, if he had scored the touchdown there, now we're now we're in the ballpark, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but if, uh, if ands and candy, and, you know, I know, right? right? <laughs> if and buts were candies and nuts, <laughs> and the that, world would be a happy, happy place. Exactly. He said it much better than I did. Mm. Um, but you know, it's uh, here's the thing: despite everything you're up against, you're in that pack of six. And one of these teams that's in this pack of six is going to make it at seven and six. Probably not. Probably six and seven because it's uh, that's the way it's going. And we really, I mean, we've been playing mm-hmm. for a long time. I have never in all of the 12 team leagues I've played in ever had a losing record team make it. I had one six, six and one team. Other than right. that, I've never. So I think we might have the six and seven team. You're not out of it, buddy. I mean, well, you, I know. You, you, you I know. That trade, you're just... The only thing is, I know 100% is you're up against the toughest lineup going forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of scheduling, nobody's facing a tougher schedule than you are in terms right. of that four and six uh, situation. So it's going to be tough, but you're not out of the woods. You know, you're like, it, it, you, you can make it happen. Uh, it, right. it's, you're not done. All right. No, so, not, not done, done. So my, you, my goose if, is not cooked. <laughs> The, uh, if you can talk your father-in-law into actually doing something, you know, and not, <laughs> not going for that thousand to one play, you know, maybe it's you at the sixth seed. What do you think? It, yeah, it's possible. It's certainly possible. I mean, uh, stranger things have happened. I, the, uh, the funny thing is, is that, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk more in depth uh, towards the end of the, uh, the podcast. I'm sure we'll have a segment about the actual playoff scenarios, that sort of thing. But, um, you are right. I have the murderer's row in front of me between even with mud monkeys and their quote unquote depleted <laughs> roster, uh, you know, still putting up strong points. Uh, you know, uh, even though we tied this week in point total, uh, yeah, it's, it's, highly unlikely but it's certainly possible it was a strange week to sit, uh, set the situation up going into the divisional round because uh yeah you know even i kept saying i think it was our last podcast that all three of us were together i said it wouldn't surprise me with the monkeys selling off as you said you know in air quotes uh, selling the farm and then they still make it in and mm-hmm. where are they at they're tied for the sixth seed but i'm not yep. going to use that as a segue to them we're going to jump over to that team that I mentioned earlier, Miller High Life, throwing up a 105 against our missing an action uh, partner and the yeah. Narwhals. Uh, it wasn't even close in this game. I mean, it just it just wasn't. I, I don't know. I can do box score reading here. If you've got three players yeah. who throw up 28, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very rare that the opponent's going to you know come across and, and beat you. And he actually didn't do anything else. You know, outside of Roethlisberger, Johnson, and Elliott, it was great. Right. I see you throwing your hand up. He's ready. Yeah, to, he's ready to chime in. But I'm chomping, man. I'm chomping I, at the I bit. I, I just, I, I really like because this actually, and I'm giving. I'm going to segue this over to you. This was the team that I believe Miller Highlife and George really thought that they had from the beginning. When you have 28 and 28 out of those running backs, that they, they, finally they were set free. So there you go, Eric. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, there, there are whispers on the wind that someone was able to predict that this might be the week that Miller Hydelife would finally see the light of day from the, the crack running back team that he has assembled there along with that uh, quarterback in Big Ben. There's 
somebody that I know intimately well <laughs> that did say that this was going to happen, yet no one in the world hears it. No, I will vouch for you. I'll vouch for you because I listened to the entire thing. I got to the end and stupid yeah. software, Garage Band, it hosed me up because it said, one song can't be longer than 17 minutes. I said, I'm not making a right. song, I'm making a podcast. I know, right? It damaged the entire <laughs> no. thing. No, no. But you did, he did say it. Everybody in the world, the all yes. people that listen to this. No, he <laughs> <laughs> he had this on point. And I, I just look at it as, yeah, this was the week, but it, it was it took so much time to, to come. Yes. And I, I can only empathize with George because I know what it's like because you, you projected you predicted yeah. and projected. So I said, you projected? Yeah. I, I, whatever I'm yeah. trying to say there. Like, he had this in mind in preseason and... Mm -hmm. It took to week 10. How frustrating is that? I well, I mean, you know, me and my themes for for the shows, <laughs> and this is yet another show with another theme of fantasy football, man. You just throw your hands in the air and go, well, I had the perfect plan. I mean, it was perfect until, you know, it came time to execute it, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's inevitably what it was. I mean, Miller, it, it, look, George has a great situation with Johnson and Elliott and Freeman going into next year. Uh, what I had said in the, in the preview show was that uh, really even with uh, the, the weird way that he's gotten there, if he could go and win this week, he could actually be in a scenario uh, for the sixth playoff spot. And one of the more dangerous guys coming into the trade deadline with trying to acquire one or two players to really take him into that to, into that solid sixth seed. I mean, outside of Hunt and Gurley, name me another duo of running backs that competes to Johnson and Elliott. No, I, I can't. I can't at all. And I will actually agree with you in the sense that I'm facing George this week, and I'm not right. happy about it. Like, after I saw this game and I see how his team is coalescing, I said, man, mm -hmm. This is not the time. I thought that I would come through and I'd see Miller High Life and Curb Stompers selling off, and they haven't really sold a lot of pieces. I got one piece, you know, out of their group, right, but right. they didn't sell as much as I thought. And I thought, oh, say, okay, we'll get through this. I'll get a couple wins out of those teams, and then I'll have to really bear down to Kelly. And now I'm like, said, man, I got to get some wins before I play Kelly, you know, because it's a, uh, it, it's. You know, it puts a little fear in the heart. So, you know, George is coming around right at the time that I don't want to see it. So, uh, uh, you know, good on him. Uh, yeah, they always say you can't win it unless you get there. And boy, he's going to get there. <laughs> over on, uh, you know, Mike's t you know, side, he reminds me of some teams I had in uh, in the old uh, Keeper League where yeah. they were strong teams, really came out of the shoot fast. But now when they're starting to get towards the end of the season, the last three weeks, they're almost limping along where, mm -hmm. you know, you had a good game, you got 19 out of Thomas, uh, 12 out of Juju, but I don't know. I'm starting to see a lot of holes in this, uh, in this lineup here. And, uh, you know, he could be sort of stumbling and bumbling all the way until, you know, the end of the season. I, you know, he had 67 this week, which is a down week for him, but you know, what I really see, and we were talking about before the uh, the podcast started, is he has, I, I haven't calculated it out, but he has probably one of the biggest standard deviations on his scoring. He had, He's yeah. had three 100-plus games, but he's had a game in the 30s, you know, I yeah. know, 40s and 50s, the 60s. So he's all over the map, and that doesn't, you know, strike uh, confidence in the heart. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the NFL season season is a winding river. You never know where it's going to go sometimes. And in his particular situation, his, between the bye week that hit with Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. and really a couple key injuries, but just just the ebb and flow of the season, I think, has affected Mike more than most other teams. And, and, and mm-hmm. his scores reflect that. If you go back, inevitably, there's a story to every score. You know, uh, guys were on by, you know, I had six guys on by or, you know, two key guys got hurt or something along those lines. But it's the other stories, uh, you know, the the uh, the trade of Golden Tate, uh, Nick Mullins getting hot. Um, the Browns were hot, but then they were facing, you know, uh, the Falcons. So he put in the Packers. That one worked out in his favor. Um, Kansas City going up against Arizona and that and being deflated against Arizona. Uh, th- those sort Sorts of Amari Cooper getting traded. Those are all the other stories that happen in the real life game of football that don't necessarily translate to the fantasy side. Uh, but in this particular case, I think Mike's team is really the one that is really being driven by that river of the storyline in the NFL. I agree. No, you, you you make you make a very good point there. I, while you were uh, painting that picture, I went back. And said, <laughs> let, let me let me look at their just their, their you know. Uh, their schedule. So you had them, you know, running off three straight wins, but it was a 71, mm-hmm. which is middle of the pack for our league. Then a 117, mm-hmm. just blowing and everything out. And then a 77, middle of the pack. And then mm-hmm. a 101, but he tied. So yeah, he sort of like yeah. played, played it off. And then he's got mm-hmm. a 55, a 38, and a 77. So he's starting to come back around. Got an 84 last week. He beat the best team in the league. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I'd say nobody can argue that I got the nuts has been, you know, the strongest roster. They don't have the best, you know, record. And then they loop back around to this. So it's the only thing I say yeah. is they're a team that I think totally could win it all. However, the randomness makes you say they just got to get lucky and hit that streak where if they're Mm -hmm. in a one or two seed, they got to win two games. If they're in, you know, the three through six seed, they got to rattle off three and they've rattled off three before, but they just have such variability that who knows what's going to happen. You know, that, that, that's how I see their team. And it just depends on the luck of the draw, you know, lady luck, like you said, and how the NFL season goes, but no, I'm with you. you, you know, I almost wanted to call you Confucius after you were giving me all this river, you know, uh, Oh, I was going to say, you calling me Bob Ross for painting this picture. (laughs) Happy little tree right over here. Is that what it is? So, you know, that's, that's all it is. No, I, I, I hear you. So, Flipping back uh, over to the next game, we had the closest game of the week, which was the Curb Stompers deciding to get Oof. a win, and they won 60-58 to 58 against those selling-off Mud Monkeys, which yeah. I didn't see that coming. I thought the Mud Monkeys were going to get this win. Um, what I'm really impressed with on the Curb Stompers is on Johnson. Man, he has sort of come mm-hmm. into his own. I mean, he's become this solid running back that this is his rookie season and I mean mm-hmm. he's got a, a, such a ceiling coming forward uh, after this and then the guy who hasn't done anything all season I know it was on his bench it didn't help him with this win but Rashad yeah. Penny actually looks yeah. like this is why Seattle drafted them when you know when they drafted him so uh, you know the the arrow like I said before arrow is pointing up um, I kind of got a little you know 
I know guys on the Mud Monkeys, you know, Dave and Rob, I know you you, you think I don't like you. I do like you, but there's a good rivalry with you guys in the league. I, there, there is. And I found it funny as the resident Redskins fan that uh, the difference in this game was Dak Prescott on the bench and mm-hmm. Cam Newton starting, which I didn't really think that was going to happen. When I, I was watching this game while I was on travel, and... The way that game started out in like the first two seconds, you had like you know fourteen to seven. I said this is just going to be a you know a blowout, and I thought totally Cam was going to throw up like twenty to thirty points, and it surprised me that it ended up being the way it was in in such the blowout. But you know I, I don't know what would you think, but I, I still they got they st- they have some players on their team, but it was weird on the ones that scored this week. Their top player was LaShawn McCoy, and I felt right. like the, the moral of that story was too little too late. You know, it's like now oh, he yeah. comes to play. Now he comes to play. He could have been yeah. so much more for them if he would have come around earlier. I, I don't know what it was about that game. Um, you know, I, I, I put in uh, McCown trying to go up against the Bills, uh, you know, because the Bills are just so pathetic. And it just was like, well, eh, you know, it would be a better play than Stafford against the Bears. Well, McCoy comes out and he does does what he does and and nor did what he did and you know now we have a situation where you know the 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 bills go out and blow out the jets so uh you know that that game is just a weird weird game i think that the 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 jets just were woefully unprepared and didn't expect the the bills to put up much of a fight and they just got punched in the mouth uh the other side the other game that you mentioned the uh, pittsburgh carolina game I'm actually not too surprised. Yeah. Uh, there's a trend with Thursday night games where the team that travels loses. Mm. The the home team basically doesn't have to travel, so in essence gets another day's worth of preparation for the team that's coming in. And oh, by doing so, saying. tends to win. Uh, and so uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Cam Newton, I am surprised in his performance in that he's been fairly matchup-proof all year long. And and uh, I believe I, I mentioned it in one of the uh, the previous episodes where he beat uh, the, the Ravens and how – you know, people were predicting him to have a bad game and he blew up against the Ravens, you know, with the best, the quote unquote best defense in the league. So, uh, you know, just Thursday night games as a whole, if you can avoid them, I would, unless you're a home team. No, that's a good piece piece of advice. I mean, I I can't necessarily codify what you say in terms of that extra day, but it makes sense. It's plausible to me. Uh, But what I Mm -hmm. will say that I totally agree with is the fact that you just don't know what happens on Thursday night. You have to throw out your trends and tendencies because there's other variables that are in play that take more precedence than what what you'd have on a normal Sunday or Monday game. So I think Mm -hmm. you're onto something there. And, uh, you know, I, I just was hoping for a better game there, but it's uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, I didn't think the curb stompers would be in the place where they could even compete for a playoff spot, but here they are. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll touch more on that as soon as we finish the next two games. On who do we think is actually going to uh, grab that sixth seed? Uh, I, I know. I, I actually have no idea. We're gonna have to pontificate while on air. Yeah. Speaking of pontification. Um, I'll pontificate to say that the Ninja Assassins have a pretty good team. <laughs> they threw I mean, don't don't throw out your back stretching there <laughs> for that for that take. Hot takes. I, I, Hot I, takes. I, 
I got a feel for Kelly because this is the second time that she had a big scoring game and wasn't even close. Uh, and I'm not doing it for a, a self, uh, you know, congratulations. This is what happened when I, I played her. I had, yeah, you know, I, I think that was the game I had 133, yeah, or something like that. Or was it 133? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Chu had just basically the same thing. He had 129. Final score. Let's let's yep. like, wrap this up for home. 129.83. Chu is eight and two. She is six and four, and in second place in in our division. Um, you know, it, there's nothing to put the head down for Kelly. She had a great game, but I mean, Chu's team, goodness gracious! I mean, look, they just cut C.J. Anderson because McCaffrey yeah. is the every down, all down, everything back. I mean, he threw yeah. a huge 28, and you know, 28 seems to be that number. We had a team with three 28s, and mm-hmm. you know, Chu had 28 out of McCaffrey and 28 out of Ertz. Um, yep. I'm looking at all these double digits. It's like what we said in baseball, you know, all these crooked numbers up on the scoreboard. It was nuts yeah. out of him. I thought that I could actually compete with Chu maybe for a high score. And then Zach Ertz, I mean, goodness, he is, I haven't looked at it, but I'd like to, uh, after the podcast, take a look. I mean, he's got to be up there in the top, maybe top five if you just look at receivers and tight ends. I, I think he scored yeah. that much, and he's been so consistent. He's only had like maybe one week that wasn't uh, you know something that you really wanted to see. Here, I just I just brought it up. So, yeah, in the beginning of the year, yeah. he had a four, so you got a nine and a five. But then you got eleven, yeah. seventeen, eleven, twelve, nine, yeah. twenty-eight. I mean, goodness gracious! I mean, if you could get so that basically, he's had. Yeah, no. He's, so basically, he's had eight weeks of nine or better points. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, out of That's a tight nuts. end slot. That's sick. No, I mean, if you didn't know he's a tight end, I would take yeah. him as a, as a wide receiver oh, yeah. one. I mean, it's yeah. out of control. So, uh, yep. Chu, Chu really is in in the driver's seat here. Um, the all in Chu, like that that Chu train that we talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he even benched T.Y. Hilton knowing that, you know, that he wasn't the one to play when he was one of his, his main starters. So, you know, yeah. I, I think uh, right now, if I had to put any money down, I'd say it's, uh, you know, it's Chu and Sunil. Those are your sort of front runners. You know, going over to Kelly's team, I mean, she's she's just fine. I mean, she got the loss, but Tyreek Hill's back to what he was doing. Uh, Duke Johnson's being used properly. I thought that was right. really, really cool. And Jared right. Goff is a very yeah. s- serviceable QB. I mean, wh- right. what did you see I- out of the game? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that this is the team of this year versus the team of next year. Mm-hmm. Kelly has ah, I see what so much. Yeah, she has she has so much talent that's going to be under control that she's going to have extra contract years and be starving for talent to to use, and and not in the way that she has all of her uh, contract years tied up in three guys. She'll have nine guys that she could keep in theory going mm-hmm. forward, yeah. uh, you know, and still have contract years. Uh, so, uh, kudos to Kelly. She you know suffered. The last two years, she positioned herself with very smart trades and very smart uh, uh, roster moves coming into this year. Uh, got fortuitous in and uh, in, in having the pick in the or the first pick in the rookie draft to be able to take Barkley. Um, you know, those are types of talent that you know you just happen to be lucky again. Hands in the air. What are <laughs> you going to do? You know, uh, you best laid plans, and sometimes it pays off. Um, 
Chu, on the other hand, with his roster, I mean, look, it, just adding, we talk about in baseball, lengthening the lineup, having, you know, uh, no weak spots in the lineup that the, right. the pitcher could take a break. And in, in essence, that's what Chu has done with his roster. Uh, his quote unquote uh, weak spot and rest spot is Tevin Coleman who is the starting running back for a high-powered offense in the Falcons. He didn't necessarily do it this week because the Falcons laid an egg, but if that's your worst player, you're doing okay. No, I hear you. I mean, if you're talking about an American League team, your number nine hitter, you know, having averaging 15 to 20 home runs, you're all right, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and that's exactly where Chu is. So mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, using your uh, your idea of how you see Kelly's team, she's playing with house money right now. So yeah. this necessarily wasn't her year that she was going all in, you know, as in the theme of Chu, but <clears throat> she still has a team that could, things line up right she could win it all so it's yeah. great whatever she gets this year great and next year will be even better so uh i, I yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy for her even though she's mm-hmm. competition <laughs> yeah. well you won't be in her division next year so don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> so uh speaking of uh division rivals we'll get down to the yep. last game that was me spencer strassmore's clients <laughs> against emperor john uh, yep. This was, uh, I guess, looking at the scoreboard, yeah, the biggest blowout, 107-45. Um, yeah, it was as projected and as predicted. Exactly. You know, it, it, it just wasn't close. Um, you know, uh, it, you know, I even outcoached myself. I put uh, O.J. Howard in after three weeks in a row of Ingram being down, and I still did, uh, you know, triple yeah. digits. So I, I was happy on that. Um the biggest takeaway for me, despite, you know, I'm not going to read up and down the uh, scoreboard here, was I was happy to see that the Green Bay Packers leaned on Aaron Jones. That might be huge. I was talking with Chu yeah. about this, and I said, with Aaron Jones coming into the fold, he's not going to score 25 every week. I mean, if he gets 10 to 15, I'm, I'm happy about that. But now I see more of a game game script for Rodgers and the Packers that they can lean on him and he's at, he has the highest average he's the number one running back in the league right now for yards per carry have him come in like this and in like you know I guess that random lottery pick if uh, Corey <laughs> Davis can start to put things together now that Tennessee seems to be coalescing yeah, I'm looking at it. You know, I'm giving sort of inside uh, information, not or, or like perspective of how I look at my team. You know, I wanted to make more moves. I wanted to go out there, but I, I'm sort of spent. I don't have enough assets, so it had to be future future assets, or I got to move players. But I said, wow, right. if a player like Aaron Jones, which was sort of a lottery play when I drafted, and if uh, PSP like Davis. Uh, can start to come through, then, hey, maybe I might have enough to play with the big boys, like, uh, you know, with, with Chu and Sunil. Over on Emperor John, you know, I don't know. There's a part of me that just pulls for the guy, but he had the Eric minus four to start the game out of the Panthers. And, uh, yeah. you know, I kind of looked at that, and I know the Panthers have been a better defense. Last year, they were one of the top defenses in the league, but... Right. That Thursday night thing, I, I actually didn't think that was the right play to do, and I thought there was more defenses out there for streaming purposes. It wouldn't have made the difference in the game, but I thought he could, uh, you know, work something around there. And then, like, like I've like I've harped on before with him, is I need him to make a move. Like, let's go, John. Let's go. Let's let's <laughs> let's, uh, let's either go in this year or you know p- you know position for for next year. So, being the son-in-law, let's uh, let's see what you have to say. 
Well, I, you know, the funny thing is, is that in that preview show that never saw the light of day, um, yes, I'm still going to harp on you about it. Uh, just, just for the, just for the show. It's fair. I, I it's deserve, fair. I know. I it's fair. It's I'm, for the show. Hey, 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 um, hey. I, I take all responsibility. I try my best and I it's fail. comedic fodder. What are you going to do? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I did say that I didn't like the Panthers again because of, of going into that Thursday night game. I don't like road teams on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just does not play out well. Now, granted, um, there've been a couple of blowouts. But then there's been games that haven't been necessary blowouts. Um, and so you tend not to uh, um, uh, think that that is necessarily going to be the scenario. But you just don't want to gamble that. When, when you already have such a slight window to a chance of a win, you don't want to take any chances that are, are going to be uh, so far out of the realm of possibility. Or you do what you do and you take your shots because you don't think you're going to win anyway. So you take mm-hmm. your shots, which if that's the reasoning behind it, more power to you uh that being said uh you know going back to your team and 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 uh and how well actually i'm sorry going back to what i originally said about kelly's team being the team for next year i think john's team is the 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 team for two years maybe three years from now uh what he's trying to build looking at your team going forward that's how I was trying to segue, and I failed miserably. Yes, I did. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you and I are putting in a good C effort tonight, so it's okay. I, you know, hey, I'll be average. Thank you. Uh, the, I'm not here to audition for any national shows. It's just eight guys. What do I care? So, <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing with your team going forward is, is you're not burdened with contract years. So, if Kelly's team is the team for next year, yours as well is going to be that way. Trubisky's turning into the quarterback that no one thought he was going to be. Uh, and so going forward, you're not going to be able to have as much depth as you've got on your roster, obviously, because contract years will be doubling. Even though you have all those ones, you're still going to have a lot of depth going into next year. Uh, so it's, it's you know, future's bright. So bright, you got to wear shades. So uh, here we are. This yes, is, this we'll is the finish fun- it up. This is the fun time of year. This is the part where we get a lot of quips out there, and this is the crunch time and so forth. And like we were saying earlier, I have never seen one of the leagues that I commissioned in this situation. So to lay it all out, we have the Ninja Assassins at 8-2. and They're leading their division. Uh, Right. So they have the one seed if things Mm -hmm. were to end right now. I'm seven and three in the bottom division, and I got the two seed basically. If things were to end right now, then you got Mike on top of his division. So yeah. after that, there's two other six and four teams with Kelly and Sunil. Right, I'd they say. make it. Yeah, and so Sunil, even though he's six and four, he has. If you use, I don't know, uh, advanced metrics, whatever you want to say, saver metrics right. for football. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the strongest team, and so you know he he's a, a really good contender. And then you got a bunch of four and six teams, including right. the Bud Monkeys, which for all intents and purposes are four and six as well. So right. that's your team, you know, the Shuttlecocks, Mud Monkeys, West Danes, Miller Hyde Life, and, and Curb Stompers. All things being equal, and this is not just because you're the partner on the show and, and so green forth. light and missed green light. <laughs> oh, I, I did, I did. You're yeah. right. Sorry, Paul. We love you. Um, yeah, poor Paul. If I had to power rank all these teams, I would probably put your team one. Um, mm-hmm. Then I put Mud Monkeys. Then I put Greenlight. Uh, then I put 
mm, I don't know. I'm sort of skewed by the re- re- recency bias for Miller High Life. Yeah. Then Mike. And, Let's and, do it. Why not? <laughs> and, and, and then Curb Stompers. Uh, yeah. that, that's how I'd rank it all out. But the thing is, is the tough thing that you, like we said before, you and the Bun Monkeys contend with is you got to face Chu and Sunil. So yeah. that's going to throw things. Let's say you both lose to them, you know, right. uh, on both those games. Now you are, you both have equivalent eight losses. So, you know, you're yep. probably out of there. So that opens the door for Paul and Mike or, mm-hmm. you know, one of the guys in my division with George and, uh, uh, and, Cur- and, and Logan, Logan. Yeah. I was going to say Kirby. No. It's his curb stompers always makes me want to call him Kirby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, you, you know, look, I, the way I look at it and the way I think it's going to play out is that um, no one else is going to come out of my division. Mm-hmm. Bud and I aren't going to make it because we're both going to lose to Chu and, and Sunil, uh, the nuts and assassins. We're just, we're just, we're capable of beating them. It's just, if you, we played out of play 10 times, we would lose eight out of 10 times. So yeah. there's a, there is a chance that we could beat them, but we so would basically have to win out. So we're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I think I, I put think, my money on Paul. I'm putting my money on Paul. I don't, I don't, I don't put my money on Paul. You're going to go middle uh, high life. No, don't do I, it. Don't I do am. It. I am. I'm going to put my money on. Uh, actually, I'm not going to put my money on Miller high life. I'm going to put my money on Logan. And in Kirby's wow. curb stoppers, are you yeah. serious? Wow, yeah, yeah. I think right. that um, the roster with, here, yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a look at it here together. So we'll, we'll put we'll take a look at it together here and we'll see if I hand in I'm hand <laughs> talking out of my ass here. No, man, the I, thing I, with I really think, are you really gonna sit down on the David Johnson uh, Ezekiel Elliott? You're gonna go with this? I, I want to hear the, I, play this, play this out for me only because it's two versus four mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Logan Kirby has Kerryon Johnson Mixon. He also has Rashad Penny if he continues to do what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, Chris Thompson comes back. He's that receiving running back. Nah, yeah. I, 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 I not go go look at his stats. No, when go he look plays, at, you know, look at his game log. I agree. I agree. When he plays, he may not play again, but. Did you hear I the Halloween think. special? The Halloween special for the you know the 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 your your favorite podcast, fantasy footballers. Yeah. What did they say? They wanted to put a uh, a candy to a player. You know what they call oh, it? Yeah, yeah. Double bubble. Uh, double bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody listening at home, the reason double bubble because yeah, yeah. you only get that on Halloween. You only get it on yeah. Halloween. Nobody buys it any other time. Maybe it's, it's even so just good, it's exclusive, but it's only good for two or three chews or two or three yeah. minutes. After that, yeah. it's garbage. You want to spit it out and you never use it again. And that's Chris Thompson. You have those two or three games, maybe four. And did you ever machine it. gun that stuff? Oh, like yeah. you, you chew it for thirty seconds, you it's spit a, it out, you take it, another one. It's like uh, the big league chew pack. Remember yeah. those packs oh. that were supposed to be the anti, uh, you know, chaw. So the kids yeah. would take those entire, and we put those entire packs in our mouth. Yeah, and, like, your jaw would get tired from chewing. It. Yeah, we're chewing it, dude. My teeth hurt right now just thinking about that. But but, oh. but to loop it back around, that's how you must feel with Chris. I've wanted Chris yeah. Thompson, but yeah, it yeah. must be so fatiguing having. Yeah. Him on your roster because you know mm-hmm. the potential's there, but you can't use him. You just can't. Yeah. Yep. So, but you really, so, that's who you're throwing down is the sixth seed. Hmm. 
I, I think it's the only reason why is because if you look at the scenarios, Paul and Dorsey are going to have to play each other. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not beating Mike. Mm-hmm. They're both beating John. Mm-hmm. So one of them is going to have to beat the other to come out of it. But I think that I, I remember looking at it and I think if Dorsey comes out of it, he has lost or, or Paul has lost to curb stompers because of the way that the schedule worked. I can't remember what it was. Uh, because we're, one of, we're probably going to have a six and seven team. It's yeah, un- yeah. It's unlikely that one of these four and six teams rattles off three straight. Right. Exactly. So it's six. Six is the magic number. I don't think Mud Monkeys and I get to six. I don't think that, uh, well, John definitely doesn't get to six. I don't think Paul gets to six. Uh, I think it's either uh, Dorsey or Curb Stompers gets to six. That's what I see. Well, I'm going to say that I, I said Paul, and my backup to Paul will be Miller High Life. And, and, right. and we'll go from there. So we'll, uh, we'll bet a double bubble on it. <laughs> All right, double bubble it is. <laughs> I'll get a pack of double bubble and send it to you. Yeah, but, but it's been fun. Uh, you know, sorry yeah. about not getting those other podcasts up. I nah, think we've sort of we, we've looped it all around. But uh, yeah. just to let everybody know and remind you, like, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see, internet, 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 and yeah. six days, two hours, fifty-seven minutes, and thirty-five seconds is the deadline for trading as of this recording. Yes. As of that last statement, uh, by the time you listen to it, it'll probably be five days and some change. Um, but hey, there could be a flurry, but my intuition is there's not going to be anything super major. Um, no. Eric might have something to say about that. He might make a make a change in it, but I don't know. I, I, I doubt I'm, it. I'm probably biased because I don't have the uh, the assets for it, but I just don't Man, see Man, you have season. assets out the wazoo. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, in future prospects, I could trade. Your assets have assets. What are you talking about? <laughs> My problems got problems. What are you talking about? That's right, man. 99 <laughs> problems. <laughs> uh, but it's been a fun season thus far. It'll be interesting to see yep. how the next uh, six weeks play out. Um, it's It's been a different uh, flavor of a season and so forth uh, here in week five, I mean, week five, year five. And, uh, Good luck to everybody. We'll be back, I guess, Thursday, Friday, somewhere around that range. Uh, yeah, for, one for, of them. For a preview podcast and try to bang all, bang out the uh, rest of the episodes because uh, I'm not going any more travel and I think we should be good to go. Any, yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts for the league? It'll be fun doing the preview show. Will there be trades made? Will there be playoff positioning? Who will win? Who will lose? Who knows? <laughs> it could be fun. It could be terrible. More than likely terrible. Quien sabe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that, oh boy, Mexico. You're so Mexico losing that football game. Oh Yeah, Justin, Mexico <laughs> lost the football game. <laughs> All right, guys. So that brings us to a crashing close for episode 18 of the One Fine Dynasty League podcast. For Eric Thompson, our missing in action Mike Such. This is Avery France, your commissioner, the one you love to hate. And we'll be back with you at the end of the week. Thanks a lot, and see you then. 